You're now tuned into the, the Lit Podcast. podcast. Keep, it locked. Keep it locked. If I could start my life over, go back into time. I would fix every wrong, change every line. Do it the right way, the better way. Love a little more. Faith is the key that opens up all doors. If I can let water pass and reach for my future, I need the most high directing me in my future. When I lay the rest, my pain will be over. I wish sometimes I can start my life on over. We're going to give our honor to God. Amen. Because he is magnificent, holy. Amen. Righteous. We're gonna give an honor to the to the pastors, to the ministers, the angels of this house. I'm Minister Derek Silman of New Life Worship Center. The pastor is Pastor Eric Harris. And um, my uncle, when he told me that he wanted me to uh, speak on this Men's Day, he gave me the theme: is courageous men in times like this. Courageous men in times like this because we need courageous men. It's a it's a lot of wickedness that's going on in this world, and it's a lot of turmoil. It's a lot of things that's hitting the men because of the responsibility that God has for the men. He calls the men to be leaders. He calls to men to stand up and lead. But a lot of times the men wants to be followers than leaders. And that reminds me of uh, this movie called 300. A while back, I, I watched the movie, and I noticed that in this movie, they were courageous. I mean, they trained together. They fought together. They were so dedicated to each other, they will die for the cause. They would they pretty much die together. But uh, when God was uh, preparing the message, he told me to uh, look in another 300. Mm, another 300. And God was like revealing to me, there's another 300 that was courageous. Another 300 of men that was sought out to God and that was listening and followed his command. Before I get into it, I'm going to pray. Father God, we just thank you for this time. We come to pause in your presence. Thank you for grace. Thank you for mercy. Thank you for encouragement. Father God, I just thank you, Lord God. As I as I decrease, Lord God, you increase, Lord God. You speaking, and, and I step back, Lord God. I just thank you for the blessings that's gonna come out to the word. And I just thank you, and I just ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm gonna declare the word. Faith coming by hearing, hearing now the word of God. The scripture is going to come from Judges 7, 2 through 7. Judges 7, 2 through 7. The word of God says, And the Lord said to Gideon, the people who are with you are too many for me to give to the Midianites in their, in their hands. Lest Israel claim glory for itself against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Now therefore proclaim 
in the hearing of, my, of the people saying, whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And, 20, and 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. But the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Bring them down into the water and I will test them, test them for you there. Then it will be that of whom I say to you, this one go with you. The same shall go with you and who, whomever I say to you, the one shall I go with you, the same I go not to you. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, Everyone who laps from the water with his tongues as a dog laps, you shall set, set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone gets down on their knees to drink. And the number of those who lap, putting their hands to their mouth, was 300 men. But all of the rest of the people got down on their knees to drink water. Then the Lord said to Gideon, by the 300 men who lap, I will save you and deliver the Midianites unto your hand. Let all other people go away, every man to his place. When I think about that scripture, God was weaving out the weak. He was weaving out the ones that were compromised. He will weave out the ones that was fearful in your heart. You know how most of the times that we would say, Lord, I'm down, I'm ready to go. But in your heart, you kind of like, I don't know. I, 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 it's too many of them, and I don't think I'm worthy enough. I don't think I'm good enough. See, God, in this time, God is weaving out the weak men, and he is raising up the strong to be courageous. And the ones that are courageous, we are supposed to reach back to want to the ones that are weak and pull them up as well. But he got to weave out the weak in order to build up the strong so we can keep each other accountable. With that said, when, uh, when I was studying, God brought three things that came from this passage. Pride, fearful, and identity. Pride, fearful, and identity. I'm going to touch on pride. A definition of pride is a feeling or deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements. The word, in, the word in Proverbs talks about pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before the fall. Now you think about the word haughty, that means an arrogant spirit. <laughs> An arrogant spirit. Who wants to be around an arrogant spirit? Who, who wants to be around somebody that likes to boast themselves all the time? And that's just exactly how Lucifer got kicked out of heaven. He, he saw that he was doing everything and the angels was worshiping him. He was like, 
You know what? I think I can uh, run this. I, I will go to the heavens and I will overthrow God. But God seen that coming. Just like he did with the other men that was with Gideon, he weaved them out. Because God detests pride. That's the one thing that God cannot stand is a prideful spirit and also a arrogant spirit. Most of the times when we think about pride for men, like, for example, if I'm a if I'm a businessman and you're getting ready to start your business, right? And I've had a lot of experience in doing this. Man, I give you some advice, but sometimes for men, we have so much pride to the point to where we would not take the advice. We would, he can, if for example, he can be like, you know what, I, I have a car dealership. I see that you up and coming in the dealership that you're, that you're starting. Well, I can give you a little bit of advice. Maybe you want to take this money and put it back into this. Or maybe you want to, you know, put up a savers account or, you know, put these certain cars on this lot or have this certain marketing strategy. But you like, you know what? I'm going to do this on my own. I'm going to do this myself. But I've had more experience. And I've, I've been down this road before, and I just want to help you out, brother. But he's like, you know what? I, I got this. That's the one thing that keeps us from being courageous in these times is pride. And we say that we got this. Most of the times that the reason that men, it's hard for men to talk to other men about problems. Yeah. Like, we would go to everyone else, but we, not, we would not talk to our brethren about the issues that we have going on because of pride. Sometimes we feel ashamed of what we're going through, but the, but the scripture says in, in Peter where it talks about confessing your sins to one another and you, you will be healed. But if you, I mean, you confess your sins to God, you'll be forgiven, but you confess your sins to one another you will be healed but sometimes our pride will get in the way our, our pride will keep us from going down to the altar because that's where our help is at our pride will keep us from telling one of the brothers that been down that same exact road that can help us he will keep us from doing that it's because of Pride, And pride will have you weaved out. See, pride is a dangerous thing. Sometimes, sometimes I, sometimes I got to catch myself with pride. Because there, there's been a time, and I'm going to just be honest with y'all. I'm going to just be honest. Can I be honest this morning? I'm going to be honest. There's been many times I missed out on opportunities because of pride. Because of pride, I missed out on so many opportunities. And now I look back and like, wow, if I'd have just did what my brother said, maybe I would have been further along than where I am right now. But God knew that sometimes we got to go through some stuff to realize. Sometimes we don't, we don't realize that we have pride. Especially for men. We're we not going to admit say, well, I have a problem with pride. We ain't going to admit that. <laughs> we, we're not going to admit that because the pride will, you know, have that shield. 
Yeah. Now, sometimes when when we're when men are struggling, we will put up that guard because of the title. We will we will hold that standard. We will like you know what I don't I, if I if I express my emotions. I will look like I'm weak. I will look like I'm a punk. I'm going to look like I'm less than. So I'm going to just make it look like I have it all together. That's the one thing. We try to put on this facade. We try to put on this mask to make it look like we have it all together. But we're broken inside. We're broken. And in order to get rid of that pride and be the courageous men in these times, we have to be humble. We have to be humble. The word of the Lord says, humble thyself under the mighty hand of God and he will what? Exalt you in due time. God loves humility. He loves when you can be humble and let the pride go and let all the stuff go and just say, you know what, Lord, I trust you. I surrender to you. I give my life to you and I serve you. That's what humility is. And when you're prideful, it is hard to do that. It is hard to do that. It is hard to be humble when you have blockage in your life. It's just, it's just like you have like a, you know, a stop in your sink. You know, the, the water is flowing and it's trying to get in there. But when that, but when there's blockage in those drains, it will stop. And see that water would just keep on flowing and flowing and flowing and flowing up. And instead of us doing something to get the blockage out, we just going to keep on hoping and wishing that maybe the water would knock the, uh, the blockage down. But sometimes when there's blockage in our lives, like pride, <laughs> we need to force that, that junk down the drain. See, it's not going to take just no water. You know, they'll say pour bleach. They'll say pour uh, vinegar. They will say do all this Drano. But sometimes you might have to take a tool. <laughs> and see, that tool is the word of God. And you might have to plunge it down there in order to knock the blockage, in order to let their water flow freely. And see, that blockage is pride. That blockage is pride. And once we are humble as men, and once we are accountable to each other, you know, the word says iron sharpens iron. When we, when we sharpen each other, we can get out there and we can pull one another up. See the, see, the thing is, the enemy attacks one person that is weak. But when we are strengthened in numbers and we all have the same mindset and we are all on one accord, we would be like the Gideon army. See, that's the thing. The Gideon army, God knew who was going to stand up for his kingdom. Who was going to take down the Midianites. He knew 
He knew that those 300 were strong enough. He knew that they was wise enough. And he knew that they will listen and be directed to God's, uh, to God's direction that he wants them to go. All right. That's, that's how it is. It's yeah. just like the movie The Matrix. <laughs> Anybody seen the movie The Matrix? Yeah. I, I look and I, and I thought about it. I was like, wow. <laughs> if it wasn't for him directing Neo... He would have got caught a long time ago. That's how God is. He directs us. He say, listen, go here. No, wait a second. He's at the window. Duck. (laughs) Duck. Well, wait a second. Don't go around the corner too much. Don't, don't, Don't do it too quickly because they're right there. That's the same thing how he is directing us in life. He's like, um... I don't think you want to hang around those people because if you go around them at this time and at this area on this day, you might just get caught up with them. Yeah, you you might just get caught. Oh, I don't think you want to, you know, mess around with that girl because you need to just do more research and not just look at her as someone attractive, but look at her as somebody that is that has common purpose for your life. I don't I don't think you want to do that, and that's how. God directs us, but pride, oh, pride will overthrow what God has for us. We will, we will run right into a brick wall. You'll be like, okay, Lord, um, uh, now, um, uh, now you're looking up. But God allowed us, God allows that stuff to happen in our lives. So men, we got to let go of the pride. And, and, it, and it's not an easy thing. I'm going to just be honest. It is not an easy thing. But once we continue to, to stay humble, God will weave that pride off of us, just like lifting weights. You're trying to, you're trying to build your muscles up a little bit. You know, you gotta, in order to, to stay humble, you got to build those humble muscles. You got to go up in that gym and start lifting those weights and see those weights is the word of God. So when you start lifting those weights, you will start building endurance. And once you start building endurance, you will be stronger. And then you can be able to fight Against that pride. Amen. Fearful. When I was reading, let's see, we go to Judges 3, it talks about being fearful. Now, therefore, proclaim in the hearing of the people, saying, Whoever is fearful and afraid, let him turn and depart at once from Mount Gilead. And 22,000 of the people returned and 10,000 remained. Wow. That's a lot of people that God weaved out just because of fear. That's a lot of people that he weaved out because of fear. You know how many, you know how many opportunities you have missed just because of fear? Wow, that, that is a lot. God wants you to minister to somebody. God wants you to help out somebody, but because of fear. Wow. Fear? You gotta <laughs> see, because I, I used to be very fearful of a lot of stuff. And it cost me greatly, but it was also a learning lesson. We also gotta take the the things that we go through as a learning lesson in order to grow from it. And there was a lot of things that I was fearful of that caused me to go four steps back. God might be moving me two to three steps, but because of fear, he pulled me back and he said, you're not ready. Sometimes 
Fear would tell you, I don't think you're worthy. I don't think you're ready. I don't think that you have what it takes. And the thing about being courageous with men in these days and times, we got to get out that fear. Amen. We got to get out that fear and not worry about hurting someone's feelings. Yeah. We are so worried about hurting that person's feelings. We don't really want to tell them exactly what the Lord told us. Now, first be led by the Lord. First be led by the Lord to tell that person, that man of, you know, what he's going through. Only, you know, by the Lord. Because sometimes we can preach something and we can give them a word out of emotion. And once we do that, we'll, you know, pretty much draw or push that person away. So we got to be led by the Lord. And when, when, we're, when we're led by the Lord, that person will receive it and therefore they will produce change. But sometimes we can have all of that stuff that God is telling us to do that for that person. And guess what? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if you'll receive it like that. I, 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 don't, I don't really know, man. Do you think, and then you be talking to God, do you think I should do this? Do you really, didn't I tell you to do this? It's just, it's just like in, in uh, Joshua 1 9, when he said, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord God is with you wherever you go. But then the verses before that, he said, I say it again. He had to tell Joshua three times. Mm-hmm. He had to tell Joshua three times. He was, God is like, okay, I'm trying to get my point across to you, Joshua, but you're being a little fearful. Even though Joshua might not say it out of his mouth, but God knows the heart. So he know that this task that Joshua had before him was a big task. Because after Moses died, he had to pretty much lead Israel into the promised land. And so he had a big task, and he thought to himself, you know, those shoes of Moses was big for me to feel, but God chose him anyway. But the fear that Joshua had in his heart made him not go quick enough like the Lord had him. And that fear kind of, you know, had him hold back a little bit. That's the thing about fear. Fear will have us to hold back. We will be out there ready, but we will only give them just a little bit. We will compromise. We will instead of instead of giving them the meat, we will just give them a little bit of milk. We'll just we'll just pacify them. We'll just we'll just cradle and rock them. The thing is about fear, we can't go out there and allow fear to cause us from giving them the word, the meat of God. And just start and just start giving them compromising messages and just milk. Yeah. And fear, like I think about this. We tend to second guess things that are important, but ignore the things that is unnecessary. That is unnecessary. Like, think about this. When we tend to second guess what's important. But we run to something unnecessary. Like, God might be telling you 
to do this certain assignment and we were second guessing because of fear. All right. We were second guessing and we would look around for all kinds of excuses not to do it. But when it's something unnecessary, we will run to it quick, fast, and ahead. I mean, we will, we will run to it. Like God might be telling you to pray for that brother that's struggling with pornography over there. God might be telling you to pray for that, that brother that's thinking about cheating on his spouse. He might be telling that telling you to pray for that brother that's dealing with drugs and dealing with alcohol and addictions and stuff like that. He might be telling you, but you like, I get I get to it later. You know, I second, I, I get to it later. But if that same brother calls you over for a football game or calls you over to play pool or calls you over to watch a boxing match, you run to it. And you right there in front of you and God is telling you to tell this to this brother, but you are like, eh, you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm enjoying my time with him and seeing right now. So I get to it later. I, I second guess that and I, I get to it later. And then by the time you turn around, he be done fail and you be and you get a report from somebody else. And they say and you think it to yourself. Hey. I should have told him when I had the chance. Men, we cannot be fearful in these times. We have to be courageous. We have to be strong and we do not need to compromise. There's so many men that's compromising. We, we know the standards that God has for us. We know the leadership that God has for us. But we sit there and compromise and we take on different roles. And with that being said, the last point, identity. God wants us to be men, but we would rather be like dogs. <laughs> God wants us to be like men, but we would rather be dogs. Judges 75. So he brought the people down to the water, and the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps from the water with his tongue as a dog laps. <laughs> you shall set apart by himself. Likewise, everyone who gets down on his knees to drink. Wow. Sometimes God wants us to, to drink with our hands, to drink that <laughs> living water. But we done lost our identity as a leader as a man so much that we would sit down and we would drink like dogs with our tongues. Yeah. Yeah, we would, we would sit there. That's the, that's the one thing that men is really losing the battle of nowadays. Instead of being courageous, we are losing our identity. And our identity is important. We lose our identity so much to where we want to be like someone else. We want to, we, and I'm, and I'm going to say it just like this. We want the men that wants to be like women. I'm going to just be real with you. We're losing our 
identity so much where the men wants to be exactly like women. And, and, since, and with that being said, they would change the identity, they would change the form, they would try to do, they put on the makeup, the mascara, the shoes, and all of that stuff. And I'm not judging, I'm just being real. I'm just, I'm just being real. Like, the men loses their identity, turn into someone else, and sometimes becoming the dogs. You know the old school song, you know, the dog in me, and all of that other stuff. But you gotta realize that God doesn't want us to be dogs. God don't want us to be less than what we what he already created. You got to think about in that day, a dog was something on the street. How we treat rats nowadays, that's how it was in that day. That's how that's how they treated dogs. And that's and God gave that and God gave that description saying he don't want the men to be at the water drinking like dogs, but he wants the men to, to gather the water in their hand and sip and drink. Drink of that living water. But we cannot lose Men, we cannot lose our identity when God is causing us to be courageous. Amen. We cannot lose our identity because our identity in God and our worth in him will keep us strong. Amen. That's where our strength comes from is knowing who we are. You got to know exactly who you are in God. And in order to know exactly who you are in God, you have to have that relationship with him. You have to have that vertical relationship. And once you have that vertical relationship with him, that horizontal will happen to everyone else. We have to know our identity in order to be strong in these days and times as men. And once and once we get rid of that pride and we humble ourselves once we get rid of that fear and we are courageous once we know our identity and we follow God to the fullest we will be able to make change in this world that is, that's what we're supposed to do Men are called to be leaders. Men are not called to be dogs. Men are called to be courageous. Men are not called to be fearful. Men are called to be the head and not the tail. The men are called to be above and not beneath. And we have to look at ourselves like that. We have to look at ourselves in the mirror. Sometimes, if you feel like you're getting discouraged, look at yourself in the mirror and say, I am made in the image of God. <laughs> when you look at yourself in the mirror and you tell yourself, I am made in the image of God, you're looking at God right in the mirror because we're made in his image and his likeness. So encourage yourself each and every day. When people come to you and start saying stuff like, well, you're less than, you might be stupid, you might be dumb, you might be all of this, and not even according to you, you got to look at them and you got to be able to push that off of you and say, no. Nah. Those words, because life and death is in the power of the tongue. And since they're speaking those bad words against you, you have the right 
to speak against whatever identity that is not of God going toward going towards you. You got to be able to speak against that. So when that when you know who you are, you know who you're not. When when you know who you are, you know who you're not. So with that with that identity. When somebody's telling you who you're not, you know who you are, you be able to push against whatever those things, those negative things they have towards you. And I'm going to end it with this quote. You just have to be yourself and go full with confidence and be courageous. I'm going to say that again. You just have to be yourself and go full with confidence and be courageous. If you want to know more information, go to lostintransitionministries.com. For inspirational videos, subscribe. Subscribe to my YouTube channel, D.Silman. If you want reading material that's going to bless your soul, that's going to motivate you and just keep you pushing to the next day, check out my new book called Lost in Transition Reflections. You can catch it on Amazon and also it's available on Kindle. If you want to get in contact with me, email me at dls at lostintransitionministries.com. If you want to follow me on social media, go to Lost in Transition Ministries on Facebook check out the page and also my personal Facebook page is Derek Silman. Lost in Transition Ministries, the lit podcast. God bless.